Hello, this is Rob from successunlock.com and welcome to the podcast. This week I'm joined by Adam Cox, a UK-based hypnotherapist who works down on Harley Street in London and also the founder of a super successful PR firm here in the UK as well. And Adam has stumbled across a really special way of helping his clients to improve their lives, become more successful and really become the person that they want to be by leveraging celebrities and heroes or idols, either real or or fictional. And as soon as I heard this, I knew this is something that I wanted to talk about with him and I wanted to share this with you as well, the listeners of the podcast. So we're going to dive into that in just a moment. Before we do though, make sure that you take a screenshot of this, depending on whether you're listening on your phone or your tablet or your computer, whatever it is that you're doing, screenshot you listening to the podcast and share it on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want. Spread the word about the podcast and make sure to post your big takeaway from the episode as well. Now, I'm a big believer in the power of positive thinking, and I believe that one positive thought can transform the outlook of your entire day. That's why I've put together a free workbook for you containing 50 super powerful affirmations that you can use to program your mind to think in a more positive way, behave in a more positive way, and have a more positive day. So to download that workbook completely for free, just head over to my resources page. Just go to successunlock.com forward slash resources. You can go ahead and grab that and some unique other stuff as well. So without further ado, let's start the show. This is Success Unlocked, where we uncover what it really takes to become the happiest, most confident, motivated, and truly fulfilled version of yourself, with advice and inspiration to create your own extraordinary life. Whatever success means to you, it's waiting just around the corner. So Adam, welcome to Success Unlocked. How's it going? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Great to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And I'm really interested to know, because everybody has a different definition of success. What does success really mean to you? For, for me, you know, I figured out quite early on that my core value was freedom. Um, so for me, success meant very, as, er, as early as I could, having my own business so I could make my own decisions, set my own goals and kind of chart my own, you know, trajectory as to where I wanted to get to, you know. So although some people would label success, you know, climbing up a career ladder. That definitely wasn't my definition of success because I would still be following someone else's agenda, someone else's plans. So for me, ultimate success is freedom. And that means, you know, setting my own objectives, goals, and, and, and kind of making my own way. That's really interesting. Now, one of the things, well, the thing we're going to focus on today is how people can leverage the celebrity world in order to inspire them and help them to improve their lives. So, lives. so talk to me a little bit about how you view celebrities and heroes in order to help your hypnotherapy clients and therefore what our listeners can do in their own lives too. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously from a, a clinical hypnotherapy point of view, what you want to do is to kind of tap into resources ideally within the individual and then enable them to access them in a suitable context. Um, and I was working with a client a couple of years ago and he'd been single for about 20 years. He, I was helping him to lose weight. He was starting to lose weight. And then he had this kind of real fear that if he lost weight, he would be in a relationship again. And being in a relationship again would mean absolute devastation for him because the last time he was in a relationship, it, you know, it went sour, ended up in divorce. He didn't see his son for 18 years. So for him being slim meant potentially being in a relationship and that meant complete devastation, you know, breakdown, all this kind of stuff. So he really didn't have the resources 
to be able to talk to women. Um, and I said to him, I said, look, you know, of all the people that you can think of either real, um, and, and to beginning it was real. I said, you know, do you know anyone that is very confident talking to women? Um, you know, it's quite happy to have a conversation and he was quite an isolated guy. So he didn't really know anyone. So I said, look, it doesn't have to be someone you, you know, it could be someone on TV in movies in fiction. And then he said, James Bond. So that whole hypnotherapy session was basically him modeling the resources of someone like James Bond that would have no qualms about approaching a woman. And if, and if a woman rejected James Bond, then he would shrug it off and it wouldn't be a big deal. So that was my kind of introduction really about how I could use famous people um, therapeutically to enable someone to uh, pursue a different kind of approach. And, and, and I kind of experienced it myself. You know, I was very incredibly shy teenager and uh and i i watched a, a movie with vince vaughn called swingers and he was this like ultra confident guy that could kind of approach women and um and and that when i watched that unconsciously when i was going out you know the next few times you know i was super confident talking you know in in kind of chatting women up and things like that and i just kind of the two things combined made me think well it may be possible that you can do that deliberately not just confidence with, with women, but kind of confidence in business, confidence in, uh, in different things and not even just confidence, but other resources as well. So that's kind of where it came from that I could use celebrities or iconic figures deliberately to create some kind of change or, or breakthrough in, in people. That's really cool. And is this something we've talked about confidence in a whole array of different areas of life there from talking to women or men, if that's your thing, and uh, to, you know, um, all that stuff. How does it help with other areas of your life and your being and your happiness and all of those things? Yeah, well, I mean, it comes down to the NLP term modeling. You know, you you want to model um, beliefs, strategies, different kind of emotional resources. Um, so recently I did a, a, a hypnosis recording based on the principles of this um, very intense individual called, called David Goggins. And, and basically he's a, uh, former Navy SEAL, uh, an army ranger, uh, ultra runner. And he just has this unique mindset, which is basically, you know, pain is to be endured and broken through and there's no limits and all this kind of stuff. Now that's not about confidence, but that is about resilience. That is about determination. That is about focus. So very different resources. And, and equally there might be you know, entirely different people that you would relate to compassion. You know, you could model the compassion of some, someone iconic like Mother Teresa or Florence Nightingale. You know, these kind of qualities become iconic and, and they don't even have to be real. Mother Teresa could have been an awful person, but if an individual sees her as having that quality, then it can still work as a very useful tool to enable and cultivate that resource in, a, in an individual. This sounds terrible, but I remember as a kid growing up or a teenager growing up, there was a there was a TV show on the BBC called Hustle, and it was about if anyone hasn't known us, so it was about a group of con men who went out and they would they would con bad people who did bad things basically, and they would see that as a sort of modern day Robin Hood, I suppose. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen, I suppose a similar sort of idea. I haven't seen Ocean's Eight yet, I have to say. And I remember as a kid, I didn't want to be a con man, but I did like the camaraderie of their group. And I liked the fact that there was always, I mean, in each group, there's one particular, but there's one person who could go into any situation and it didn't matter how bad or dire that situation was. They knew exactly what to say. They'd normally take a bad situation and turn it around and make it into a good thing. And I thought, Christ, I'd love to be that smooth. I didn't want to con people. I just wanted to, I'd love to have, I'd always know what to say. So I think, I think if I was to, 
replicate this as again a bit like yourself a really shy teenager growing up I think I would have wanted that sort of smooth uh, always know exactly what to say exactly how to say exactly to get out of that situation so that's really good of course one of the things that I like about this is that it can work with fictional characters James Bond the cast of Hustle uh, etc because one of the problems that we do have with uh, with the celebrity world is that picking somebody and choosing to model them is great but it's actually really easily i just want to flip this a little bit it's really easy to be badly inspired or badly uh, start to pick up on the traits of some of the celebrities in the world who are not not going to push us forward in other words if we're seeing that that supermodel or that actor or that person always looks amazing is a size zero etc there's obviously the negative spin on that and, and the way it affects us negatively makes us feel bad about ourselves. How do we start to form a block around ourselves that helps to uh, act as a force field and keep those negative motive, those negative uh, inspirations out? Yeah, I, I guess it's, you know, a lot of people have this kind of belief system based on how they gauge themselves is comparative to other people. So, you know, one of the dominant belief systems that so many people have, and it's such a destructive belief system, is this idea that they're not good enough. Now, that's obviously an incomplete sentence, not good enough for what or within what context. Um, and a lot of people use the fact that other people might be better looking, more financially successful um, as a reason why they're not good enough and they can't do it. And I, and I think, you know, one of the key things is one, um, getting rid of that belief that you're not good enough make it contextual and, and say, well, look, you know, um, a really useful flip of that belief is that I can learn anything that I want to learn if I'm dedicated enough. And I think that's a really empowering belief because it means that you can kind of get to where you want to get to in, in, in a lot of different things in business. Um, but I think it's also, um, being able to self-evaluate and say, right, what's the consequence of putting this person on a pedestal? And, and the reality is it's a game. Um, you know, nobody really believes that Kylie Jenner looks like that without, you know, an hour worth of makeup before in each and every shot, but teenagers might fall into the trap of then comparing themselves to someone like that. And then their self-esteem, you know, a definition of self-esteem that is widely accepted is that you compare your current self to your ideal self. And if your ideal self at some level is, you know, linked to, you know, a, a 21 year old billionaire that looks flawless well, then your self-esteem is going to be lower in contrast to that kind of impossible um, thing. So I think it's it's useful to have a form of self-education and also a bit of a sanity check and, and just to say, look, how useful is it to think this way? And, and, you know, I think a lot of hypnotists and hypnotherapists quite early on realized that beliefs don't matter. You know, it's, it, beliefs matter a lot, but it's not whether they're true or not, it's whether they're useful or not. And I think it's helpful to start thinking, well, look, you know, if I'm comparing myself to this kind of um, very successful person or very glamorous person, is that useful? And I think the way that you, you know, kind of revert that is to have a philosophy of personal bests and, and focus on improving compared to you rather than other people. And that, that can be a healthy way to still be focused and move forward, but not have an impossible goal. I'm interested in your work with clients and in with yourself as well, whether you found a benefit to focusing on celebrities and people in the real world and then these mythical fictional characters like James Bond, the cast of Hustle in my example. Have you found there's a particular benefit to working with one or the other? Yeah, I mean, even real people become um, 
become myths and archetypes anyway, because that's helpful for people to see them in that way. Um, so when you, when you see, um, you know, very famous people, for example, um, quite often their, their story changes. You, you kind of have background about them doing impossible things. And recently Mike Tyson was featured in the news because apparently he was hypnotized three times a day from the age of 12 before fights and training. And, and whether that's true or not, it adds to a mythology. So the fact is very few people meet celebrities. Um, but a lot of people have opinions about what they mean and what they represent. So you've got the real person and then you've got what they stand for. And, and in my opinion, a, a, what a celebrity stands for is no different from what a mythical fictional character stands for. It's just, can that be utilized in a really useful way? Um, you know, I've never met Richard Branson, but I find some of how he thinks um, useful. Um, I used to read a lot of books read by Donald Trump. Turns out they weren't written by Donald Trump, but that didn't mean it wasn't useful for me to see him as an archetype of someone that was go-getting in business. Now, my beliefs have changed, so I wouldn't look at Donald Trump as that kind of aspirational kind of, you know, he's a guy that can kind of close the deal now. I would maybe look to someone else. But I think it doesn't really matter to me if they're real or not. I think what's more important is what do they represent and how could that quality that they have be useful if you possessed it and then what could you achieve because a lot of people put self-inflicted psychological barriers and they say yeah but you know so and so if it's kind of like sports you know they've got better genetics or they've got this or they've got that and and if the if the the representation is to create barriers not that useful but you know a lot of people and and, and the clues are in culture i mean there are so many body swap movies as a genre because people like the idea of being someone else or at a different time in their life and things like that, because there's this idea of, well, if I had that quality in that context, I could do so many different things. And, you know, if, if someone could be, you know, Richard Branson for a day, or if they had the, you know, the, the dedication of a dead, of a David Goggins, what could they achieve? And the reality is they can cultivate those qualities in themselves. And that's a more important question I think is, you know, how do people take the inspiration and the strategies and the the mindset of these real or fictional characters to enable them to achieve really what they want to achieve? What I think is really good about this is that it's all well and good. A lot of positive psychology and personal development is about picturing yourself as you would like to be. And that's well and good. But like you say, if you really lack the self-belief to think that you could ever be that way, it's almost it's almost a non-starter, you know, it's almost not going to, it's almost not going to work before you've started. So if you can picture somebody else and then start to adopt their habits and their mindset and their mentality, that that's really cool. Now, obviously this is something that you do with hypnotherapy clients. It's something that somebody could come and see you or a hypnotherapist about. Are there ways of implementing this practice into your life at home as part of meditation or mindfulness or something else without having to go and see a hypnotherapist? Yeah, totally. And, and, and I think, you know, previously I would have said, you know, if there's someone with the qualities that you admire, read their autobiography because, you know, what you're doing and, and a lot of what happens in an autobiography is that it's written in the first person because it's, it's their story. So actually you're experiencing their memories as if you're them. That's a form of, you know, a form of trance in a way, 
because you know while you're skipping through those pages you're not conscious that you're turning the pages you're kind of possessing them at that particular point so that's why autobiographies are so Im- Im- important and and useful because people get a sense of what it's like to think that way and solve that problem and achieve that goal so that's a good place to start equally there are so many youtube channels that kind of um have videos like goalcast for example is one of them where they'll look at a particular person and in like 10 minutes you get a sense of their story and and their overriding belief system about a particular thing now that's really useful because you can now do in about 10 15 minutes what it may have taken you know two or three days worth of kind of reading to kind of get to so i think um really getting to know the person i think if there's people that you really admire you know, have pictures of them, maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be teenage style where it's posters on the wall, but it could be a screensaver, you know, on your mobile phone or your desktop, things like that. Because what you're really doing is you're kind of, you're, you're at some level thinking, well, how would they handle this situation? And by using that as a framework, you don't have to use hypnosis to do it, but it does help you to think, you know, actually, you know, I might approach this in a, in a different way. You know, if you're feeling like, yeah, I don't really want to exercise today, and then you've got a picture of, you know, Serena Williams or Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're thinking, yeah, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't miss that workout. They would do it. Um, and it's going to be unique to the individual. You want to put your heroes. You want to put the people that you admire and the qualities that they have, because it doesn't have to be someone else's idea of who's great. It only has to be yours because there's going to be a link then between you and those qualities. And I guess like most things, this is something that this begins quite consciously. You think about doing this, you put some focus into doing this, you pay attention to it, you think through the through the possibilities and you think through how would they handle this quite logically and with positive conscious thought. And then eventually you start to adopt the habits so that they just become part of you, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of theories, you know, parts therapy, ego state, essentially that we have different ways of of thinking. And and certainly what I do when I'm working therapeutically with a client, anyone can make someone feel a particular emotion temporarily. Um, But what you really want to do is you want to find the part in their subconscious, which is already similar to the part that they aspire to kind of level up. Um, So, you know, I might say to a client, if it was David Goggins, this kind of absolute insane, intense kind of character, I might say, right, you know, um, you know, I want to speak to the part that is the most determined. And then when you speak into that part, well, that part's already on board with being this kind of determined character. And then if you kind of map across those kind of qualities, well, if that ego state, if that part becomes like, let's say that the David Goggins of determination in that particular part, well, it's going to be activated whenever determination is kind of needed within the context. Whereas a lot of people find motivational speakers frustrating because in that moment, yeah, they are really kind of raring to go. But then when they're back home, you know, and they've got the bills and they've got things to do, then they kind of revert back to habitual kind of emotional states and and kind of behaviors. So it doesn't really do what it's intending to do. But if you can take that part and you can kind of make it a 2.0 or a 3.0 version of that particular part, if that part's useful to help you achieve your goals or, you know, do what you want to do, then that's going to have more long-term value than just, you know, a pep talk or a motivational video. I love that. Now, finally, for somebody who's maybe never tried hypnosis before, they've never been to see a hypnotherapist before, talk to us a little bit about how hypnosis works, but specifically within the confines, I suppose, of making this more powerful. So this is, you've given us some great stuff here that people can go and practice in their everyday lives and really start to implement. If somebody wants to take it to the next level, how would hypnosis level up 
this ability to absorb these positive attributes from their celebrity icon? Yeah, so I mean, uh, uh, I mean, hypnosis itself, you know, that might be um, different ways of doing it. Some people find it, you know, this kind of relaxing state, but but really, it's being open minded to suggestions about different alternative ways of thinking. Um, so, what I tend to do when I'm kind of installing the idea of these different qualities is I disassociate to begin with. So you're hearing a story of this character, but you don't really know who the character is. Uh, and then you see them accomplish something or you see them in, in the context that it would be useful for you to have that quality. And then you do effectively a body swap. You suddenly possess them. So their inner dialogue becomes your inner dialogue and you're starting to think the way that they think. And that might be dealing with adversity or dealing with fear or anxiety or whatever it might be. But you're accessing the very qualities that you perceive that celebrity, that iconic fear figure to have. And then you get a, a taste of where it is. And then I also use mnemonics, uh, memory tools. So I would say, right, I want you to locate where determination or where confidence or where passion, for example, feels like it is in your body. And then I use different mnemonic techniques, almost like the equivalent of an NLP anchor. So they can reaccess that whenever it's useful. Um, but, but in essence, it's the easiest way to do it is to kind of either find a therapist or listen to audio, um, or, you know, the, the slower way to do it is to immerse yourself in the autobiographies and videos of that person and just kind of imagine what it would be like to kind of think like that person, you know, that's a, a longer way of doing it, but the essence is the same. I love this, mate. This has been absolutely brilliant. Now I'm going to throw a big open-ended question at you here, put you on the spot. Uh, across your life, if you had to identify one amazing piece of personal development advice that somebody's given you, what was it and who would that person be? Yes, it was actually a few years ago. I, I saw Tony Robbins at uh, an event called Business Mastery. Um, and he said, if you have a business that entirely depends on you, you don't have a business, you have a job that you can't quit. Um, and given that my core value was freedom, that scared the shit out of me. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, actually I haven't, you know, created a business here. I've created a prison because I can't leave this business now. Um, and it forced me to rethink about my business in a way that it isn't dependent on me. You know, a business, you know, for it to be a real business rather than just kind of self-employment, it needs to have the kind of structures and systems in place that it can run without your direct involvement. And also it should generate enough cash flow so that, you know, it gives you the quality of life that you want and you can do the things that you want. So, you know, I think for me, I judge any kind of advice or something as, right, how did my body respond to that? And, and for me, that was kind of like, it's like being electrocuted. So I'd, I'd say that's probably the key bit of advice. Amazing. Now, dude, if people want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing, maybe come and have a session or at least follow your stuff, where do they go? Yeah, so they can go to adamcox.co.uk or if you go on any podcast platform and put The Hypnotist, uh, you'll see my podcast. How cool was that? Such a great idea to be able to use not just celebrities, but actually our fictional icons and heroes, the people that we look up to, and be able to absorb like osmosis, be able to absorb and steal the positive qualities that make them what we want to be. So, so cool. Now, again, if you want to check out the show notes from this episode, just head over to successunlock.com forward slash celebrity, and we'll put everything there for you, as well as links across to Adam as well. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, and go on, I know you have, make sure you do pop over and leave me a review on your favorite podcast player, whatever that is, Apple, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. 
a little five-star rating, if you please, really helps to spread the word about this and everything else we've got going on. So that's pretty much it for this episode. I look forward to seeing you right back here, same time, same place, next week for another episode. You've been listening to Success Unlocked. Don't forget to stop by at successunlocked.com for full notes and resources from this and every other episode. Then subscribe so that you don't miss out on anything.